before I have to do the intro alone because Maddie is being a world traveler. Hey, just kidding. I feel a little more um, confident this time because I'm not just sitting in my living room filming myself. We actually did the episode remote this time, so it's audio only everywhere you look. Um, But Maddie is off in Africa. So we recorded remote. You will hear her voice a little later. Um, Let's do a check-in. It's not as fun when it's just me, but alas. Um, So I've been having a lot of fun. I really challenged myself to um, not be a mopey bitch because my roommate is also in Portugal. So I've been left to my own devices um, for the past like week and a half. Honestly, I've been having a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, I just like you know, forced myself to remember, like, you have other friends that, like, you can reach out to. I'm horrible, horrible, horrible about, like, starting plans. I always just, like, wait to get invited, which is why I'm so lucky to have Maddie and my roommate, because they always have something up their sleeve. They always ask me to do something, and therefore, I am free to just coast through life. But they have been gone, so I've been reaching out and being like, hi, do something with me so I don't sit in my apartment and rot. Um, and it's been nice. It's been nice. I've been having fun. I've been going out to eat at some new places. I have been hitting happy hour on the river walk. I went to a wedding. I have been spending a little extra time with my grandparents, with my mother. You know, it's been a swell time. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. And you guys, I kissed a boy. I kissed a boy. And for those of you who have been listening to me pout about like nobody liking me, like it's been literally one whole year since I kissed a boy and I kissed a boy. And so you could say, I'm, 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 I'm having a comeback of sorts, a comeback of sorts, similar to the sirens in the background. I'm going to come back. It was such a quiet morning. Now I'm trying to record and there's that. Um, although it is concerning, I live across the street from an old folks home. Whenever I hear sirens, I automatically assume something happened to the sweet old ladies and then I get really sad, but hopefully prayers up. Everybody's okay. But yeah, I kissed a boy and, um, she's thriving. You know, I think that, um, this is smell smooch. In Maddie's words, makeout plus did not happen. Like I, it was literally just like a kiss. So you know, I'm just dipping my toe in the pool. And so I just would like to reiterate, if anybody has any single friends that maybe want to pay attention to me, I'm now accepting kisses on the lips. I've healed a little. I'm ready to kiss on the mouth. (laughs) And I always say that I could potentially be a lesbian. And I did have to put that to the test this weekend. I got hit on pretty hardcore by a woman. And, um, It's just not in the cards for me to date a woman. So those are my updates while Maddie has been gone. Um, I I would like to think they're pretty exciting. But not as fun. So let's get into the top three. I really don't love doing this solo. It's just, like, not as cute. Um, I hope you guys are having fun, though. (laughs) Okay, let's get into the top three. So first up. There's a new TikTok trend where creators are answering different prompts and they just like flash their phone screen really fast. And the whole point is like, 
you know, really quick. You can't really see who. Usually you have to, like, try to pause the video or, like, download it and, like, watch it slow down or something to, like, figure out who it is. So it's just, like, cute little cheeky drama. It's, like, um, rudest celebrity you've ever met. Flash. Um, someone you hate. Flash. Somebody you hooked up with that not anybody, like, nobody knows about. Flash. It's, like, super quick, super drama. I want to do it, but, like, not enough people pay attention to me to, like, care or know who the people I'm flashing would be. But JoJo Siwa and Candice Cameron Bure had a little bit of a tift because JoJo flashed Cameron's picture when the prompt said, rudest celebrity you've ever met. So naturally, Candice Cameron Bure made a video and was like, oh my God, what did I do? What did, what did I do to you? And so it turns out that um, they met a while ago at the Fuller House premiere and Jojo asked Candace for a picture and she was like, oh, no, right now. And she was like, it's so silly. It wasn't a big deal to me to put it in the TikTok because I just thought of like the first thing that came to mind and it just like broke my little 11-year-old heart. Like I wanted to meet you so bad. Candace, um, you know, she apologized and then she made this like little cute video about like, you know, you have to really watch your words because words have meaning and consequences and my feelings were hurt, blah, blah, blah. Which I do think is all very cute, but I think that JoJo's being a little bit of a sneaky liar because Candace has made the news for being, like, you know, very pro-life, conservative, and not so much a fan of the LGBTQ+. And so I think that maybe JoJo was throwing a little shade about that and then you know was like oh just kidding just kidding just kidding I don't know I'm not Jojo but that's what I think happened okay story number two I'm really excited about this Audrina Patridge from the hills she has a new book out it's called choices I think that I'm gonna have to get it on audiobook and just smash straight through it and hear everything there is because she in her own words quote went there in terms of spilling the tea on all things The Hills. So she's telling us about how the show was real, but also a lot of the drama was manufactured by producers kind of just like playing games with them, being like, oh no, you have to confront her about this. She said this about you. Like it was just kind of very structured. Nothing was ever scripted, but the producers really had their hands in there stirring the pot. And I would eat that shit up. Like I love The Hills, so I can't wait to read, like, the behind-the-scenes goodies. The two little spoilers that I let myself read were um, Audrina and Lauren Conrad were roommates at one point. They were really good friends. A lot of the shows circled around, like, them being besties, especially with the whole Heidi fallout of it all. But Audrina says, that actually she ended up being better friends with Kristen Cavallari. And like in real life, she always kept more in touch with Kristen than Lauren. And she called Lauren controlling and said that she didn't feel like she should have to obey her friend. She should just be able to relax and like be friends with her. And that's just like not how it is with Lauren. And you know what? I'm not surprised. I do love me a good Lauren Conrad. That I do. But she is very my way or the highway, and she is quick to cut a bitch off. Like, if you've watched Laguna Beach or The Hills, you know, like, you cross El Sur, you are done zo, and there is no coming back from it. And so I am not surprised to hear Audrina say that, because once Lauren decided she didn't want Audrina to date Justin, it was like, 
then why are we friends? If you're going to still date him, why are we friends? You know, like it just very quickly turned into a whole different story. Speaking of Justin Bobby, apparently Lauren and Justin were actually fine off screen and Lauren just pretended not to like Justin for the TV show of it all. And when asked if she's still in touch with Justin Bobby, Audrina said, yes. And, you know, she is divorced. Okay. And she is, you know, single and ready to mingle. Justin Bobby is just like not the marrying type to me. Um, But the person interviewing her was like, oh, is there any chance of a rekindle? And she said, only truth and time will tell. So like, their end game. I always loved them together as tragic and toxic as they are. Like, they are a beautiful couple. (laughs) Their vibes just like really make sense. And only truth and time will tell, but I think that they hook up and maybe they'll just continue to do that until they're old and gray. And something about that is really beautiful to me. Okay, and our last story. Oh my lord, is like so fishy. I can't, it actually makes me nauseous. So everyone is really excited right now. Britney Spears and Elton John have a duet of Tiny Dancer, which is arguably his best song. Um, so that's coming out. I didn't see a release date, but this duet of Tiny Dancer will come out. And everyone's like, okay, Britney's back, Britney's back, Britney's back. But I read on Twitter that this duet was recorded like seven years ago and nobody would let her release it. And so I'm just curious what's going on that we're just releasing it now. Um, People are starting to float around. I can't tell how much of it is true versus conspiracy. Like now that Britney is married, like she's no longer in the conservatorship, but like maybe something else fishy is going on. So I'm going to keep an eye on it and see, but I do have a weird feeling in my belly. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel weird that we're being sold the story of Britney's making new music. Yes, she's back in the saddle. When really she's not actually making new music, they're releasing a song that was created just like seven years ago and nobody let her put out. And so I just don't know if it's, either way, I'm really excited to hear the song. I just don't know. I don't know. Something feels off. I'm just not feeling 100% excited about it. Of course, I will be listening to it because it's fucking Britney Spears and Elton John. And like, how do you not love them? Uh, But I just hope that everything really is okay in Britney's world. And I really do hope that the song slaps. And I hope that there's no fishy business. Um, So I don't know, you guys, I love when you guys DM me and tweet me and all the things and we talk about it. So let me know what you think. We'll stay tuned and see when the song comes out, how it is, how it feels, all the things. And hang on just one second. I'll be back with my BFF Maddie to get into the topic at hand. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Snacks in the City. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Snacks is back. Um, that was a little anticlimactic because we are remote today because by the time you hear this, I'll be in Africa, blessing them rains. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm a jungle freak. I am a deadbeat jungle freak. 
<laughs> that was a crazy thing to say. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my god, but I can't believe you're going to Africa, you little traveling bee. I love that for you. Um, but yeah, we're back with a remote episode because she has to finish packing. And it's really unfair because my roommate is leaving tomorrow also. And she's going to Portugal. And so basically anybody listening to this, um, if you see me wandering the city alone and crying, just give me a hug. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Yeah, I already have plans for tomorrow. So that's one day Good. of being gone. Um, so, you know. I just got, I have to fill all the other days, but no, actually I have plans on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So like we've got the first weekend down. Popular girl. Very like, honestly, it was kind of hard. I had to pull in some support to kind of coordinate it all because, you know, my schedule is, it's very tight my time is very precious um but i made i made it all work that's great you are amazing so i'm realizing now um that it's it's the mid the middle of the episode right now <laughs> but you know what who doesn't like a song in the middle of an episode <laughs> Because you're going to be, wow. So this, <laughs> uh, it's fine. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We haven't done remote in a while. So it's, we're just, and we haven't, this, it's fine. <laughs> so by the time you hear this, you have already heard the top three. And now you heard the song. We're doing a little bit out of order this time, just to spice things up. Um, but we can, I guess, go into the topic at hand. <laughs> that was the most hilarious segue I've ever lived through. Okay. But Enjoy. I really did. Like, I had to really pull myself together. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, okay. the topic at hand, honestly, this feels close to me it feels personal because I feel like I have this debate with myself every single day just because of who I am as a human we're talking about the difference between shit talking and venting yes we are (laughs) it could be a very fine line I guess it definitely is because because you can get lost in translation. Like I could be venting to you, but if you're better friends with the person I'm venting you about, you could be like, why is this bitch talking shit about my girl? Okay. We have the same brain because I fully wrote shit talking and venting are both necessary in like a friendship dynamic, but like, Sometimes you just have to talk shit about your friends, like no shade to them as a human, but like you just need yeah. to get some shit out. And so like, it's totally fine to do that, but you have to know which friend or you're going to tip the boat. Right. But I don't know though, because 
I feel like, well, yeah, I guess, wow, we are, it's a tightrope. It is mm. really a tightrope. Because I feel like shit talking is said with, like, malice. And Versus like, venting is just like, I need to get this off my chest so I don't blow up. On that person because what they did is probably not even that bad or what they do or how they act isn't that bad I'm just I just it bothers me and I know that like it's nothing that they're they're not meaning to be mean to me right yeah so I don't want to blow up on them so I'm just going to tell a third party yeah I've I have that in my mind too about the difference between shit talking versus venting and I can't speak for everyone but I think for sure I'm in the same camp as you like it's about intent like I will always know if I'm shit talking or not if I'm like okay is the intent here to just feel better or am I trying to get somebody on my team and I want them to dislike somebody I dislike as if I'm not campaigning for somebody to not like you then it doesn't count as shit talking even if it is mean it doesn't count yeah God, it's really a lot of gray area here. There is a lot of gray, but I do think it is necessary. Yeah. Because if you don't get it out. If we're, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Then you're going to blow up at an inopportune time. Um, But, like, if you and I are hanging out with, okay, so we have a group of friends. This is, this is not a real situation. I'm just painting a picture. We have a group of friends and the one friend sometimes like says stuff that you're like, why is she such a bitch? Okay. And so we both think that, but the other people in our group don't think that. Then, then we talk to each other about that. Is that shit talking or is it venting or shventing? It's a little bit of shventing, but it's also like, <laughs> Is it shit talking or do we just have like a mutual belief? Right. That's you know? that's what I'm saying. So is it like because I'm technically to... talking? I don't mean this girl any harm, but she said right. something mean directed to me or you or us and we feel a way about it. Right. Like I don't know that that counts it. Like I guess if it's you, like you're the person being talked about. I can't really think of a time where you would hear people like hear of something people were saying about you where you would be like, Oh no, you're right. That was not shit talking. Like to me, if you're talking about me at all in a negative way and I'm not around, you're shit talking. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Right. But what if I was like, Oh my God, can you believe Bree said that I have horrible eyebrows? That's not shit talking. (laughs) That's not shit talking. Like if you think I do because I've gotten a lot of compliments, so you'd be wrong. <laughs> I I like your eyebrows, <laughs> but I think it's like a difference of opinion. Like something I wrote down when I was prepping for this episode is newsflash: all your friends talk shit about you. It's none of your business. Right, because, like, if they didn't like you, if they had a real problem with you, they would tell you to your face. I right, like, you'll know. It's shit talking if you would not say it to their face. Oh, that's a good point. Does it count, though? Does it still count as shit talking if I wouldn't say the exact delivery to their face, but I'll say essentially the same message? Yeah, I think that's fine. 
okay. I feel like that's that's usually what happens to me. Um, like I'll say something to you hypothetically and be like, that girl is such a stupid bitch and I hate her. And like in the moment, obviously we would have context of like why I'm feeling frustrated at a friend. And then yeah. when I talk to her, I probably wouldn't say, hi, you're a stupid bitch and I hate you because that was just like some frustration I needed to get off in the moment. I'll say, yeah. hey, girlfriend, can we chat about that thing? Because I didn't really like that, you know? But I feel like the previous doesn't count as shit talking because I still told her. Yeah, but that's where, that's where there's some, I don't know. I really don't know. I wish we had a psychologist here. Um, Mm. I'm on Urban Dictionary. And shit talking is a conversation where someone says a lot of bad things about something or somebody. Okay, so that doesn't really clear that up for me. (laughs) Yeah, because like. If you said it to their face, then it's not shit talking. I guess it, I guess, but there is like, I don't know. Oh my God. Wow. This is a rough topic that we picked. We did not think this through. No, because I'm kind of just going back and forth. Like it it really is hard to know. And you know what? I'm going to say, I think it's subjective of like which dynamic you are in the conversation yeah, I think-, I think that all like if you're the one saying it with the intent to just feel better, you know, get something off your chest to you, you're not shit talking. You're like, no, no, I just need to say this because I don't have a nice way to say it to my friend. And so, like, if I don't get it out, I will burst. Right. That to you, you're going to say, no, not shit talking. But if you're the friend in the group who's just an idle listener by, but your best friends with the person they're talking about, you're going to be like, oh, she is really shit-talking my friend right now. And also, if you are said friend, say you walk into the room and you hear these things being said about you, you're going to be like, oh, my God, these people are talking shit. Yeah. Like, it really just depends what side of the circle you're on. Yeah. you also could be, like, the random friend who's not involved, who's just, like, a neutral listener, and you're like, no, she's just getting it out. Right. It's really subjective. Some advice there would be don't do it in front of everybody or in the vicinity of eager ears. Ooh, good point. See, you got to know your audience. Right. You have to know your audience. Like, I know I could tell you stuff and you wouldn't, like, tell the person I'm talking about. Right. Like, I feel like you and I, we're good. We have, we use, you know, this invisible ink on our phones. We say, um, you know, sketchy things via Snapchat, no paper trail, or we have little code names. Or I feel like if I use a certain emoji, you'll know who I'm talking about. Like we have our ways. Right. And so then if for any reason that got out, it would be like, oh, well, not really, because again, again, ours is just venting. <laughs> ours is like just fact. Because also, we tend to be overreactors. Yeah, like so usually it's... the first round of things we say is not actually how we feel. Right. We just they always say you should swear to make yourself feel better when you're frustrated, and that's what we do. We just say it to each other. Yeah, like, we have to get it out and then maybe, like, wash it down a little, 
sit with it, live with it, really feel it out. And then maybe after about two edits, we'll be ready to, you know, actually let the world in on how we're feeling. But yeah, definitely that first round and maybe even sometimes the second round of what we have to say to the naked ear would seem like we're shit talkers. But the actuality is we're just very sensitive, emotional people with lots of feelings to talk out. That's how I'm gonna leave that. Yeah, that's a that that you just I guess you gotta find the, the right friend. <laughs> Truly, because you can't like good example is like I am a part of a friend group that has many layers. Like there's very clear like these people were best friends and then these people were best friends, but these girls were roommates and these girls played on a team together, but these girls know each other from this club and these girls know each other from like their parents are friends. And then, you know, like there's all these parts to the friendship. And so they're all close. We're all close as a unit. But, like, there's definite, like, I have a best friend in that group, and it is not up to debate. Like, everyone in the group would know, like, don't talk shit about her to Brie, because she will not take it as, like, oh, she's just been to him. Like, why are you talking shit about my friend? And I'm obviously going to tell her, because I am closest to her. That group would be very careful about what you say to who. Because, like, if you say it to the wrong bestie, the other bestie is absolutely going to know. And everything's terrible. We're tipping the boat a hundred percent. Yeah. That's some rocky territory. I actually went to a birthday party once where one of my friends walked into a room while a different friend was venting slash making a maybe not so nice joke, but like, you know, not malicious. Uh, Homegirl walks in as this joke is said and she looked my other friend right in the face and said you're a little shit talker oh my god so then we all still went to the same birthday party and it was the craziest we were literally sitting on opposite sides of the bar and if you wanted to like have a conversation you had to just walk back and forth because to one friend she was like i was literally just making a joke and to the other friend she's like no you were talking shit and you waited until i left the room to say it but, like, both sides are valid because to say the joke in front of her is arguably rude. Right. But if you walk in and you hear it anyway, then you're like, okay, you guys are talking shit about me. It was a very tense night. I spent a lot of time walking back and forth because I couldn't decide whose side I was on. <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely a it tough was, Yeah, it was rough. Um, yeah. So I think that there is something in saying that if you and another person have this disdain, not disdain, but like, you know that what you're about to say to them is not going to be like incriminating from their point of view or like they know that you're not talking shit or like they can empathize with you on said topic, then it's fine. Totally. Fine. But like, if you tell me, oh, here's what I think if tell me something, and then I immediately go and like, tell everybody else, then now I'm shit talking. Like, then I'll be yeah. like, never guess what Brie said. 
that's absolutely shit talking and honestly that's so devious like people who do that I feel like I actually used to really be guilty of that like it's you were, so I would think it wasn't shit talking because I wasn't telling the person I would be like oh my god that's it it's what Crystal said about Sue like I would just tell anybody who are you then, <laughs> I used fake names. I didn't want to out anybody as a gossiper. <laughs> but I would just tell any and everybody and be like, well, I, you said don't tell her. I didn't tell that I girl. didn't tell her. <laughs> it's like but. you did tell literally everybody else. So then everybody was talking about it. And now she knows because everybody was talking about it because you told them all. Like, all right, but you said don't tell her. You didn't say I couldn't talk about it at all. <laughs> Um, and okay, the reason I wanted to have this topic was because, so me and I live with my sister and my cousin. I don't know if I've mentioned that. I probably did. I, me and my cousin do not talk in the morning ever. Like we just don't. And I usually, my sister's usually gone before either of us leave. So I never usually see my sister in the morning. I only see my cousin and we'll wave, we'll soft smile. We never, ever speak. <laughs> it's just we don't like to talk in the morning and that you can ask my dad like I never he hated it when I was in high school because he'd be like this girl's such a bitch but like I just don't talk in the morning it's not my thing mornings are hard and I just don't I don't do it so but sometimes my sister and I overlap when she when it's summer and she like wakes up later and has because she used to work at the daycare at 10 and like I go to work at 8 so sometimes we would like overlap okay so this one morning it's 7 a.m and she asks me two questions okay my limit is zero and she asked mm -hmm. me two. i answered them both and then i went to my room and i snapped my cousin because she doesn't talk in the morning either so she would understand my angst towards this right and i, and I said sam just asked me two questions it's not even 7 a.m and my sister thought that was shit talking because she saw the notification pop up that my cousin replied and was like, why do you snap just her? And I told her, because I don't, I'm not a liar and I will say it to your face. I was like, I compromised and I didn't like, I don't like to talk in the morning. You asked me the questions. I answered them. And then I told my friend who understands the struggle of talking in the morning. But I don't think that's talking shit. I don't think it's talking. It would have been talking shit if I was like. She's so annoying. <laughs> like, right. you know, I feel like talking shit also, there has to be an element of a dig. Or, right. You know, like, like some can you sort of she talks in the A lot of people talk in the morning. It's normal. But I don't. And I did for her. So that's why I wanted to. I just wanted to prove me right. Case <laughs> okay, closed. Yeah. I was not shit talking. Yeah, because it would have been shit talking if I was like, can you believe she talks She talks in the morning? Like, oh, my God, why do we live with her? Right. That's there's like an element of like, oh, why would you say that part? Yeah, because I think arguably we are the outliers. I think most people No, actually, it's probably even. I don't know. But I just I don't. I will if I need to. <laughs> I remember one time in high school, my dad talked to me, and I literally pointed to the clock. <laughs> like, don't. 
That's so funny. I know. I I don't need to talk in the morning. Um, I enjoy a little, like, quiet time between I've woken up and now I'm moving about my day. And then we can speak. Like, I just give me, like, a decent – I don't have a set time. Like, if we wake up at 5 a.m., give me about 15 minutes. I'm ready to socialize. Like, not loudly, but we can we can start. Yeah. I also, while we're just on this topic, I will own I am a morning talker, but I am also a shit talker. Like, I nine times out of ten have um, at least one negative thing to say about almost everything I experience in the world just because, like, that's how God made me. Um, I could literally, I could complain about dessert, you know, like it's really not hard for me. So I am a little bit of a shit talker because, you know, I know I've got, I know which friends to go to when we leave a dinner. I might just, just see what she's wearing though. Like, I'm just, what is that? Oh, if I'm not vibing it and I just want to get it out for a little kiki, a little haha. I know, like, I have a friend. Yeah, also, we're comedians, so that's why also. You know, like, I'm not <laughs> here to hurt your feelings. It's just, like, when I spot a funny, I got to say, you know, like, or do you ever have a friend tell you a story about her boyfriend and she is just gassed over the moon, blown away at something he did, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes you you don't say it to her. Like, girl, your bar is so down way down there like i'm not gonna say that to my friend but i might call up another friend and say hey do we hear something crazy or yeah like if you sometimes when we're together there have been times we will see something and just look other <laughs> and know what the other person is thinking and yeah, that's like, good talking because we're not talking because there's no actual talking. Yeah, it's not with malice. It's just like wow. Yeah, I think that's the line for me. Is like, was there intent to be malicious, right. or was it just like, I got to get this off my chest? Or camaraderie. Here's this little silly thing I just saw. You know, like it just is lighthearted. But if you're really out here like spreading rumors and or like intentionally hurting people's feelings, yeah, that's that's shit talking. Yeah. So I guess to tie it up in a bow, find the right audience, A. B. I think that's, that's probably it. I think and you just know your audience. Know your intent. Yeah. Also, I think, yeah, know your audience, know your intent. And then the very last is like, if your intent wasn't to be shit talking, but somebody comes to you and is like, oh my God, you're shit talking. This hurts my feelings. Just fess up. Just say sorry. Because I think. But don't. Then you could just be like, I wasn't. No, I know. I you really could didn't say, like I... that you said this, but it's not that big of a deal. So that's why I'm telling her. Because it's not. Yeah. I was but thinking I'll... more like if somebody comes to you and is like, oh my God, why would you say that? Like more on the hurt side. You could be like, right. okay, my intent was not to talk about you and be mean and hurt your feelings. I was just telling her the story because X, Y, Z. But I'm so sorry that I hurt your feelings. Like, yeah, like, and also don't example. do it. Don't do it in their presence. Like, if you're gonna talk about somebody, don't do it in their presence. Yeah, like 
for example, do I think the vest is fugly? Absolutely. Should you say it right in front of Regina? Maybe not. The vest is disgusting. <laughs> like, just whisper it later when she's not around. And then you're fine. But if you get busted, you might have to have an uncomfortable conversation. So just like, my favorite line is, okay, I was talking shit a little bit, but I wasn't trying to be mean, and I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that covers all the bases without making me sound like the devil. Yeah, totally. Um, what other seeds of wisdom? Sometimes you will be shventing, and that's fine. <laughs> I think venting is the new vibe forever. Yeah. And just surround yourself with people who understand, like, especially me, like, I know that I vent a lot to you because I know the things that I'm saying or the things that I'm venting about are not that big of deals and they're not friendship breaking things so that's why I'm not going to tell that person because it truly doesn't matter I will just look like a crazy person so I'm just going to tell Brie because phone, this is a phone safe a space phone a friend phone a friend a hundred percent this is a safe space like I would never judge anything you said and like if I did that's how you know it's like are you okay yeah. Um, all right. So I obviously will not be able to watch The Bachelor because I will be around some giant pussy. And <laughs> I had to squeeze that in somewhere. <laughs> um, so Bree will be right back with The Bachelor recap. Jumbo. Just kidding. I don't know where I'm going, but bye. <laughs> bye. Okay. So we are back for a solo bachelorette recap because Maddie is off being a little jungle girly. Um, I just want to start off with, I didn't think that I was going to love this season of the bachelorette with the two bachelorette set up. Um, I don't know. I was excited for it, but also wasn't, I thought it was just going to be a shit. Oh my God. Shit show. And um, shit show it is, but like, as much as it's gut-wrenching to watch, I'm honestly kind of loving it. And now that we're getting some structure, it, it is feeling better. And so, for starters, um, watching all these men just, like, pretend to not be so jealous all the time is hysterical to me. It's also hysterical to me that, like, men just think that they are ooh, 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 so everything, you know? Like, um, Gabby and Rachel are still kind of sorting out who they like, who's on whose team, whatever. And these men are like, oh, they're going to like both of us. It's going to be so crazy when they like both of us. What are you going to do, bro? Like, it's really not up to you. It's more so like, does she even like you? Okay, there's that. And so um, Rachel has like a one-on-one date with Zach. And Gabby goes to the mansion to visit the guys. And they're all just like tossing around a football. Like, It reminds me of the last season when Michelle had that sleepover party and then she was crying because, like, none of the guys were paying attention to her. Like, 100% same vibes. Like, 
you didn't go on the bachelorette to hang out at the mansion and make a bunch of bro friends you went on the bachelorette to find a wife why aren't you paying attention to her and literally it drives me nuts 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 so i'm glad that gabby was just like okay fuck you guys um then on to rachel's one-on-one i thought that that date like first of all who's zach i feel like i never even saw him before i had no idea his name was zach like none of that but i did love the date i loved seeing karamo i did hate that she put that crazy furry thing on top of that pretty sequined gown but like whatever but that little movie premiere I honestly would have been a little disappointed that it wasn't actually like a private movie premiere because that just seemed cool but then they played all the home movies and it was so sweet and sentimental what they were just like little feely crying babies like I loved it I think that Rachel's like in love with Zach watching how he reacted to that like video message from his mom like she was crying so hard like she loves him so I see him being a strong contender all the way to the end I'd be very shocked if he goes home soon so that date was just like so stinking cute and she was just like gushing about him so yeah we'll see how it goes on to the other one-on-one Gabby's one-on-one with Eric I was like so thrilled that her grandpa joined he was so cute um I did have high hopes for her and Eric like everything was so cute during that like little sound bath spiritual moment and then bowling was so cute and then everything just like dove off a cliff like I cannot explain how uncomfortable it was to watch Gabby pour out her heart and soul and then Eric is just sitting there staring off into the distance like he does not even know one single English word. Like it was just really uncomfortable and hearing Gabby say like these are her biggest fears like she's what if she's too broken for anyone to love like that was gut-wrenching and like she had a totally different reaction than I did. She was like saying thank you to Eric for being there for her. And I just personally would have loved to see, I don't know, literally anything else happen. Like he just like didn't really say anything. And then they were just like hugging and kissing, but he was still not really saying, like I would have loved if he was like, yeah, but you are not too broken to be loved. Like you are not the only one with like family issues. And like, I'm here to get to know you even if you have all this insecurity about being imperfect, like I'm imperfect, like something, he didn't even reassure her. Like it was driving me insane. Like I physically felt ill. Um, And then Gabby was like, yeah, we really bonded today. And I was like, I don't know, Gabby. I really don't know. Cause like he didn't speak. Like you went off to the side and drank wine and like cried to a producer. I just feel like if he was participating, that moment wouldn't have been needed, but we'll see. It's also crazy, like, last week, Jordan got sent home because Rachel was just, like, not feeling it during their one-on-one, but Eric gets to stay, and he did, like, less than the bare minimum. Wild. Okay. And um, the photo shoot date was a little bit uncomfortable for me. Like, whoever's idea it was to dress that meatball man up as a giant baby, 
I'm coming for you. Like, I'm going to sue you for emotional damages. I hated all of that. The only reason that crazy group date is redeemed for me is because of that fake proposal between Gabby and Nate. Oh my God. He, Nate packed more feeling and empathy and like genuine care and connection into that one fake proposal than Eric managed to squeeze out of his dumb body in like a whole entire one-on-one. Like how do you spend a whole entire day with Gabby and happen to exude zero feeling? Nate gets what, 10 minutes with this woman to do this little fake wedding proposal moment. And like everything he said was like so sweet and genuine. Like I loved it. I loved it. Okay. I am so wholeheartedly team Nate. It's crazy. Then the next part of the date, they kind of, the girls split up and they start having their like individual moments. This part was very hard for me. Okay. We've already watched Gabby have a very terrible time with that one-on-one. She's sobbing all the things. Okay. The group date's going fine. Whatever. We move on. Rachel is having the time of her life on the football field, okay? Every boy she's talking to is like, oh, we love her, we love her, we love her, making out, smoochy, smoochy, kissy, kissy, like making all the connections, kissing all the lips, like she is thriving. And Gabby is getting broken up with over and over and over. Ah, it broke my heart. First of all, Hayden saying that Gabby is rough around the edges and he just like couldn't imagine being with her, like, he's just more morally in line with Rachel. Like, that is just, like, genuinely rude to go on the dating show, The Bachelorette, where, like, you are supposed to court this woman and then tell her that you think she's rough around the edges. Like, I don't know. I just feel like you're a grown man. You could have found better wording. Like, if somebody said that to me, I I don't know what I would do, but I would definitely not be happy. Like, I would have reacted very similar to Gabby. Um, honestly, actually, no. She was pretty nice about it. She was like, oh, okay, great. Thanks for telling me. She was clearly hurt by this statement, but I feel like in the moment, I would have been like, what the fuck, bro? Do you want to fight? Okay. Um, and then whatever homeboy's name is, the Sons of Anarchy reject, like, first of all, I take it back. I said that your man bum was hot, and now I take it back. I don't like you anymore. I wouldn't have the heart to continue if it was just you. Well, congratulations, because now nobody likes you and you went home. So good for you, sir. Like, they're all annoying. All these men breaking up with her. And then, like, the producers are so shady showing us Gabby just getting dumped over and over and over while Rachel's like, great, 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 smooch, smooch, smooch. Like, ugh, hurt my feelings, hurt my feelings. Like, when I say hurt my feelings, I mean, like, genuinely hurt my feelings like if you go over to twitter and like watch what i was tweeting during these moments like i was not okay i felt like i was there with gabby it was crazy um also then getting to the rose ceremony and the girls are you know figuring out like this just like does not work like you know that is one thing i love about this setup is gabby and rachel really do have each other's back which is nice um so they kind of talk it out Gabby tells Rachel about what happened but then we get to the rose ceremony okay and we've decided we're doing individual journeys there are men for Gabby and there are men for Rachel cool 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 that's a better setup but the way they did the rose ceremony 
gave me heartburn. Oh my God, like anxiety heartburn. So watching Rachel get like, she's trying to give people roses and they're rejecting her. Like you don't sign up to be the bachelorette to get rejected. Like that's just not what we do here. So like that makes total sense. And then like when her and Gabby went and talked to the side, she was like, at least when people were rejecting you, like it was a private moment, like to be standing here at the rose ceremony and get rejected over and over again. Like it really was brutal to watch. Like I'm hoping that, cause I know my self-esteem I'm with Rachel. Like she wanted to go home and I, I would have been in the same boat. Like, I'm the bachelorette. I'm not supposed to be getting dumped and then also dumped over and over. Are you kidding me? Um, So I'm with her. But I'm hoping that now that we've split the group up, I'm hoping that, you know, the growing pains are settled and will be done. So I'm hoping that's how that goes. And I'm hoping that it's just smooth sailing going forward. And when they say that this is the most dramatic season yet, I think they might've actually nailed it this time because truly that was the most stressful episode that I have ever watched. As much as I hated it, I was thoroughly pleased and I hope they keep the same energy. And it seems like the drama, there's still more to come. So I hope you guys are tuning in. I hope you guys are liking it. Join me on the live tweets. I'll also probably be making like TikToks for people who don't like this long form with kind of just like bullet points of what I'm thinking in the episode, not so much a recap, just like thoughts. Let me know how you guys like that. I can't wait to do it with Maddie in town. Um, So yeah, join us on Twitter and we'll see you next time. Bye.